I want to talk to you about this morning, just for a few minutes, the story of Christmas, redeeming that in our hearts and our minds. And as I do that, I've got some stories that are read in our house during Christmas time. You know, the thing I love about Christmas is that it takes us back. It takes us back to a time where we can reminisce. There's nostalgia. And I love these stories. Some are timeless stories that have been around for a long time. Some of them are new. Maybe some of you have visitors at your house too. And then maybe even the gingerbread pirates or Curious George, you know he gets into a lot of trouble. But the night before Christmas, and I heard Miss Amy say, the night before the night before Christmas would be what? Christmas Adam. Never heard that before. And so there's so many stories around Christmas, and I set all these up because I want to share with you this morning the story of Christmas. Now, we've heard it hundreds of times probably in our lives. In fact, many times I go back to it, I can't help but remember how it each time speaks to my heart and my life. And I hope it does to you too. In Luke's gospel in chapter 2, you can remain seated. We find this story. Pastor Robbie over the past weeks has taken time to look at the magi, the shepherds, the angels. But here is where our Savior enters into the world. Luke's gospel in chapter 2, it says, In those days, Caesar Augustus, issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that was to take place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house in the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths, or I like the King James Version, Pastor Robbie, swaddling clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you sent your son. God, we thank you that he is the Savior of the world. And God, I pray that today, that each one of us are a part of this great story, timeless story of over 2,000 years ago when you sent your son Jesus for me and for everyone. And so God, today, as we look at the story of Christmas, help us to be reminded of the redemptive nature that it is and what it can do in our hearts and lives. For it's your name we pray. Amen. The question I want to ask you today, are you a part of the greatest story ever told? This is where it all begins, right here, where our Savior enters into the world. And you would think, or many would think back then, that it was going to be much more majestic than that. Now, the angels recognize that. The shepherds recognize that. The magi, they recognize that. Amazing how this story in God moved all of the pieces together to where there was a census. It would bring Mary and Joseph back to Bethlehem, and then here Jesus arrives on the scene. And this is where the story of 
Jesus coming down, the Son of God, in the form of a baby, enters into the world. And so I want to ask you this morning, are you a part of this greatest story ever told? How does one become part of the greatest story ever told? Well, we know the reason why Jesus came. John 3, 16, many of you know it. You've read it, you've memorized it. We'd love to go back to it. Where it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. In verse 17, some of us may remember that one. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Isn't that good news today? That's the story of the gospel that sets us free. And then in verse 18, whoever believes in him is not condemned. There's the promise. But whoever does not believe, those who do not enter into the story, stands condemned already because he, is not, he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. So this is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but men loved darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been done through God. So we understand here why Jesus came to the world, why he entered into history, where the story began. And so I think about stories and I have all these children's books out here. I love to read these, and some of my children, maybe they're getting a little bit older and they don't get as excited about it, but I got one little one that brings a stack of books for me to read often, and we go through this, and so these stories can be shared in the form of even a song, The Twelve Days of Christmas, and we sing through it and we unfold it. Some of these stories may be in the form of a movie where each year you Watch it on TBS over and over and over, and you always stop because you want to hear that one part that you always laugh when Ralphie is told what? You will. And so we remember these stories. We go back to these stories. These stories are exciting. And I love the story of my Jesus. I love to hear this story again as we think about the elements of a story, you know, it begins with an exposition. The characters enter into the scene. There's a setting, and all of a sudden, we are drawn in to what's going on. And then there's rising action. You notice that when Jesus enters into the world, there's rising action in this story to where we know why he came. The prophet's prophesied as to why he came. And then there's this climax that happens. And so I want to ask you today, this climax that we know of Jesus' death and resurrection so that we might receive the greatest gift ever given is the climax of when history and time stood still. The greatest story ever told. And are you a part of that? Have you had that time in your life where there is this point of tension, this high emotion. There may even be conflict. And then there's a turning point. There at the climax where if we allow ourselves, if we allow the light to expose who we really are, 
we can receive the greatest gift ever given and enter into this story that is eternal. See, the elements of a story then result in a falling action. The story's coming to an end, and we know that there is no end to our relationship with Jesus Christ. The story continues forever. And so, as happens in those Hallmark movies that are on in my house all the time and all the time and all the time, the reason that my wife said that they're on during this time of year is because she knows there's going to be a what? A happy ending. And so we watch these movies. We watch Ralphie when he does get his Red Rider. We know that pokey little puppy at Christmas time is going to find his way home. We know that the night before Christmas and even the night before the night before Christmas, yes, there is a book, that all of a sudden conflict will be resolved. There's going to be a happy ending. This crisis is going to come to an end. And there's a resolution. Well, we know in that story, that is the story of Christmas, the story of our lives, it's all, it, it, there's going to be resolution that's only going to be found in Jesus Christ. He wants to resolve conflict. He wants to resolve the heartbreak that we have. He wants to resolve the turmoil that our homes or lives might be in. He wants that story to come to a happy ending. No, it might have crisis in the midst of the conflict. In the end, if we've entered ourselves into this story, then all of the loose ends are going to tie up, and we know that in the end, it's going to be a happy one. And so, are you a part of this story? Today, as you think about your life, you think about your heart, you think about where you are spiritually, you've heard the Christmas story as I have probably hundreds, thousands of times. You've heard John 3.16 probably ever since you were a little child. You understand what all of it means, but have you stepped into this story, his story, and made it your story? If so, then do you love to tell the story of Jesus? I think about Fanny Crosby and the hymn that we hear. Maybe we don't think of it as having lines that uh, go with Christmas time, but it says, Tell me the story of Jesus. Write on my heart every word. Tell me the story most precious, sweetest that ever was heard. Now listen to this, verse 1. Tell how the angels in chorus sang as they welcomed his birth. Glory to God in the highest. Peace and good tidings to earth. Tell me the story of Jesus. You know, there are people out there that need to hear the story of Jesus. Maybe they don't realize it, but you're the one that's going to carry on the story. You're the one that's going to continue to spread the story. Some of us had the opportunity to lay that foundation at Thanksgiving when we were with family members. And now it's time to finish the story. It's time for us to tell this story of Jesus. Not just at our Christmas gatherings, but as we enter into 2019, our world needs to hear the story of Jesus. The story of Jesus is going to redeem the world if God's people that have stepped into that story share that story. Wherever they go, 
Tell me the story of Jesus. There's a world out there whose heart is breaking to hear and to know the story of Jesus. So if you are a part of this greatest story, do you love to tell it? Do you love to talk about Jesus? Secondly, if the answer is no, then become part of the story today. For God so loved the world. He didn't come to condemn it. He comes so that you might be saved. That's why this little baby, Prince of Peace, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Emmanuel, entered into the world over 2,000 years ago in a stable, in a feeding trough. We give the innkeeper a hard time, but we don't know if he was mean or not. We just write that into the play. But we know that Jesus is all we need. And so become part of his story today. Because we have much to lose if we're not a part of Jesus Christ's story. But we have eternity to gain. A relationship with Jesus Christ. The greatest gift we can ever give or receive. So tell the story. You know, the story of Christmas doesn't need redeeming. By no means. We know that God's word is truth. But guess what? When God's people understand what the story of Christmas can do to change our lives and the lives of others, guess what? The story of Christmas is redeeming. It's redeeming in the hearts and lives of God's people. It's the only reason we were created. So that we might become part of the story. You know, as I think about this story, I... Love how every Christmas when I was a little boy, when we'd be at my grandmother's, my dad would be intentional about making sure he found the youngest reader, the one who had learned to read well, usually about first or second grade. And we would get the family Bible and gather all of us cousins around, aunts and uncles around, and we would stop in the midst of giving gifts, in the midst of of all the food and the excitement and kids running around everywhere, we would stop. And I used to wonder why. I'm like, you know, I was a PK and that's just what you were supposed to do. But I always wondered why that we would do this. We would stop everything that was happening and we would listen to this story. And I can remember my youngest cousin reading this story and thinking to myself, now I get it. Now I understand why Luke 2 is being read. Then we'd turn over to Matthew 2 and we'd read about the Magi. And we would begin to experience the presence of the Holy Spirit as a young child. And as I look back, teenagers, children, think about this. As I look back, I begin to appreciate more and more and more the power of that moment. For some of us, maybe that's what we need to introduce into our family time during this Christmas. Tell the story of Jesus. Read the story of Jesus. Take time to revisit. You know, you talk about stories. I love all of these stories, and we have fun reading them and watching them. And when it comes to that resolution in Charlie Brown's Christmas story, when he's trying to figure out what Christmas is all about, I can't help but be reminded of when my cousin would read and hearing her sweet little voice, And I can't help but, when I watch Charlie Brown's Christmas, hear the voice of Linus as he explains to Charlie Brown what Christmas 
is all about. Would you listen to this? It might sound something like this. For behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Did you hear that little voice? May that be a reminder for us that the story of Jesus can include us if we allow it. Would you bow with me?